Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You have a lot on your mind today, Tony. It's been a busy couple of weeks. It has for you. Um, we are waiting for our guest, and I'm concerned that the reason we're waiting is because of me. So we'll just say that it is. I thought I sent the link, but I may have just sent it right this second. At any rate, um, hi. It's Thursday. We're supposed to be talking with Terry Liggins. Let me just look and see. If he has said anything, Dr. Mary, um, what do you want to talk about if Terry doesn't get the note? I have no idea. It's December. It's the 1st of December. It's happy December, everyone. Trying to pinch punch people? <laughs> Not pinch me. Punch, first month, no tens. I've done um, that to you already. Okay, so I thought while we were waiting that... Um, Maybe what we could do was talk about, like, do you have moments that stand out from these 280 episodes? I do, actually. Yes. Um, when we were doing it every weekday, of every working Can day. Can you believe we did that for 56 friggin' weeks? It, it, it was a... It was a strange, busy time, but there was there were fun things that I, I remember doing. For example, we did one, obviously, on Memorial Day. So I looked up the history of Memorial Day, and I learned a lot um, about that. So that's one of the things that sticks in my mind is actually these things that you learn along the way. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay, Terry's here, so we're going to bring him on. <laughs> good morning, Terry. Hey, Terry, how are you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm well. Nice to see you Good again. To see you again. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. How have you been? You know, I've been giving myself credit for making it to December because when we started in January, I'm like, wow, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of this one. <laughs> you know, Is that a kitty behind you, obviously? Yeah, he always makes his debut at the most convenient times. So. Uh-huh. That's a kitty, not a cat. That's a baby. Yeah, that's Dexter. Come on, Dexter. Dexter. Hi, Dexter. for a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, sweetheart. Hey, Dexter. Oh, my gosh. That is a cute cat. No wonder he's decided to make his premiere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this year I've had, you know, just different opportunities for learning and growth and just revelation. And I think about it from a personal and professional space. And it's, uh, I just remember in January, it kind of started off a little tough, not like I wanted it to. And it's like to be in December now. It just speaks to my resilience and my determination and just giving myself a pat on the back for making it this far. Well, good for you. Well, congratulations. And I just want to acknowledge um, the value and the importance of what you just said. I'm giving myself a pat on the back for my resilience and my determination. Right. I was with a group of women yesterday um, going through a series of questions and I watched them really struggle to be proud of themselves. Mm. And so we talked about it and I just said, you know, there is, 
there is something about being a Midwestern woman, and I don't think it's only true of us, but it's very true of us, that don't don't be too big for your britches. Don't give mm, yourself too yeah. much credit. If you're really a big deal, let somebody else tell you. You don't need to tell them. You don't need to pull focus. You don't need to do all these things. Basically, we're asked to sort of disappear into the background. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah. I think we have to do what you just did. Well, thank you. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of things in our culture that kind of works against us sometimes, works <laughs> works against self-esteem. Yes, and, and works against our ability to be our best, most useful self to other people. Right. And inspiration. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm hopeful that it is inspiring other people to, to self-love. Yes. I, I think there's just no question that, again, you don't have to start with, hey, let me tell you all the ways I'm amazing. Yeah. But I think it's really valuable to just stop and and recognize your own success. Emily Wang and says, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I believe in a leadership principle that is uh, give credit where credit is due. Am I not yeah. a credit myself for, 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 for my hard work, determination, consistency? Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I couldn't agree more. So um, I went back to look, Terry, we talked to you in episode 204. This is episode 380. And we talked to you in April 21st, 2021. So about 18 months ago. Um, so you were a pretty new company 18 months ago. That's right. You got into January of this year. Yeah. Um, let's talk about to whatever to whatever extent you want to. Yeah. What struggles did you have starting this year that you can get to the, now the end of the year and go, yeah. we got through them. Yeah. And, and honestly, most of it was personal. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, professionally things are still going pretty good with, with the mission and the work and the raising awareness and helping people to place value in what we do in the margins, mentorship in the margins. Um, but I just, you know, as a person who's a, a trendsetter in my personal life, too, there's new uh, opportunities or new experiences that I, I even have as a person. And really, the big thing that happened for me earlier this year was um, me and my family were trying out private school Oh no! for, for my nephews. OK. And we were giving them uh, an alternative education um, experience. And then six months into that experience, um, the new institution um, didn't feel it had the capability to continue to provide support. Oh, so okay. this was a hard pivot for uh, my family to then really fully embrace homeschooling my nephews. Oh, wow. So wow, of, that is a big pivot. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, um, uh, kind of felt like COVID uh, all over again, where I bet it did. the family was the primary provider for education services for my for my 13 year old nephews and um, there was some excitement in it you know but there's also a lot of challenge in it and so that happened in like january and things have been going well um and then in may i lost a friend to overdose oh i'm very um, sorry so that was really hard as well yeah uh, yeah meant a lot to me it still does in fact uh, it means so much to me that one of the things we did at Hurdle Life was to um, 
uh, tribute his name. And um, now our program, the Crisis Care Program, which provides up to $150, up to four times a year for any adult who recently released from incarceration within the last three years to, to, to rescue them for any type of financial crisis they might have in that early reentry. Um, we're naming that program the Christopher Baker Crisis Care Program because Christopher, wow. uh, he embodies that same type of person we would support. And I've found a way to uh, tribute him, his memory forever by giving the program his, his namesake. Well, oh, that's, that's beautiful. And I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, it's never easy to lose anybody, but in this addiction world to lose someone to that is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just was kind of pushing through some of, some of those things. And um, it's, it, there's a benefit in it, but sadly I've experienced a lot of death. I've experienced a lot of death in my lifetime. I'm yeah. 37. Um, just this past holiday, November 23rd would mark 16 years since my brother's passing. I saw oh, that, yeah. Terry. I That was a shocking and sadly too familiar post to read. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I have been able to take these experiences with death, this intimate experience with death, and use it as part of my empathy and my ability to connect and coach people because... We all deal with death yep. and it was early in my uh, life when my brother died. I was only 21 years old. Then um, I asked God to help me with purpose um, in his passing. And what I found that I was given was this ability to be with people um, comf with comf comfortably, yep. um, sincerely uh, in a way and then not others could be yeah so when people go through death um i'm actually a pretty good person to be with during that time and so i see it as a as a value uh, that i'm able to do that amazing mm. i'm gonna bring on curiel clark who also works with hurdle life good morning curiel good morning good morning good nice morning. to see you this is maz you two i don't think oh, have yeah. met in nice person curiel yeah. and terry and i have had the opportunity to have conversations from sort of nonprofit leader to nonprofit leader, but never in this daily dose capacity. So we're happy to have you with us too. So um, Terry, let's let's pivot and let's bring um, our audience back to speed on what hurdle life is because it's such it's such a profound thing that you're doing in Sioux Falls. So give us the mission and talk a little bit about that work again, please. Yeah, and thanks again for, for bringing us back and for being a supporter of the work. Um, and, you know, it's because of donors and supporters like you and Maz that we're able to do the work that we do. So we're, we're still busy providing uh, coaching and mentorship services. We went through some workshopping, some strategic planning. We have a new mission statement. The mission statement is to uh, provide and to help create more safe spaces. Oh, for wow. impacted for aces impacted and justice impacted people so okay these are, these are our two populations and for those who follow our work and understand what's most important to me it is the understanding of aces and that stands for adverse childhood experiences 
And it's, we know that from the research, it's just very common that those that struggle with addiction, incarceration, uh, even uh, workplace absenteeism, school truancy, um, the research is just suicide, suicide attempts. The research has determined that ACEs has a high correlation to these outcomes that we want to see less of. So our mission at Hurt Life is to create safe spaces for ACEs impacted people, people who have experienced parental separation and divorce of no choice of their own. People who have grown up in environments where their caretaker, their provider had a mental health challenge, substance use disorder and impacted by the justice system. All of these adversities, um, neglect, abuse, physical, sexual, all of these things occur and they don't occur by the choice of the individual. So because it's not their choice that their ACE is impacted, we then have an opportunity to meet them with compassion Mm -hmm. and say, this is not your fault that this happened to you. But when this happened to you, let me help you understand what that, how that impacted you, what was going on in your brain, what, what was going on in your body, how this has shaped and uh, changed your perception of yourself and the person who harmed you, because we're not excusing that people have been hurt or harmed. We're, we're just helping people who have been hurt and harmed to get a different perspective on what happened. So they're not going through life thinking something's wrong with them. Yeah. That's thing with trauma-informed care. We never, ever look through the lens of thinking anything is wrong with anyone. Behaviors are just a symptom of of an underlining event that occurred, and those events are called ACEs. And so at Hurt of Life, we provide support to ACEs-impacted people, and we also provide support to justice-impacted people. And when we look at the justice system and we start asking ourselves what justice is all about, I've determined that it means it comes down to public safety and healthy families. But what happens by and large is people think about the administration of justice and they they put the responsibility or the onus primarily on our cops, our courts and our corrections. And I I recognize that there's an opportunity for the community to step in and participate in the administration of justice as well. So then there will be four C's to the administration of justice. And that's co- and that's teamwork, right? That gets me excited. Let's collaborate. Let's not be the type of citizen that is about tearing things down or beating people up and criticizing. We can identify where there are gaps or opportunities and we can say, here, how can I help to fill that gap? So that's our approach at Hurdle Life. We, we don't advocate for abolishing anything but we do advocate for bettering everything. And so it, it's not that anybody's off the hook and there's not room for improvement because the biggest space in the room is the room for improvement always. Because I'll ask my team members and Carrie knows this too. Can you better the best? The answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. So even if you're the very best at what it is that you do in your humility, you recognize there's room for improvement. And so we bring that challenge, that healthy challenge into our courts, into cops, into corrections. But community has a huge opportunity to step in and participate in the administration of justice. And so we do that at Hurdle Life as a community-based response um, to the justice impacted. And we provide those coaching and support services for those who are in transition from incarceration, helping them to reestablish relationships with their loved ones, uh, children, co-parents, get reintegrated back into employment and housing and really just help them to know 
that this experience of incarceration is only a part of the story, not the end of the story. We get to write new chapters right now. You still are very capable and able and intelligent. And uh, it fills my cup and my team's cup every every day that we get to just provide that safe, empathetic support for ACEs and justice impacted people. I um, remember the last time you were on, you talking about these three C's plus this addition of community and thinking how smart that was because um, we all know that nobody does well when they are isolated. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter why you're isolated. It's the, it's the act of isolation mm -hmm. that causes so many problems. And so if you can activate community, however you define that, it might be a neighborhood, it might be a after school support group, it might, whatever it is, mm -hmm. if you can activate that community, mm -hmm. you have such a much better chance of helping someone get through whatever it is they are struggling with because yeah. they're not trying to do it alone. That's right. <clears throat> Kiriel, tell us from your perspective, what this work, what does this work mean for you? What, you know, what's your role in it and, and how is it feeding you? How's it filling your bucket to quote Terry? <laughs> for me personally, uh, Terry was there. Um, my original story, why I joined so long ago is right after uh, the George Floyd incident. And when he called out for his mom, I heard that. I think every mom across the nation heard that. And it peeled back these layers of racial injustice that, that I had allowed um, to be blind to. And I, Terry offered me a platform. He said, here, I have, uh, you can be part of this community and you can make a difference. And I stepped right into that role and I, it, it fills my soul with um, the ability to be a productive community member, helping in a way that um, I'm aware exists now. Yeah. Yeah, isn't, isn't that true? First of all, I was really struck by you saying, all that time ago. I mean, George Floyd's murder was now a long time ago in some ways. I mean, it, it also sort of just happened, but talk about, talk about finding purpose in a very dark place and in a place he certainly didn't, he didn't choose to be the purpose that he became, but wow, how can any of us ever be the same again after that moment in our history it, it did activate something and we're seeing the ripple effects of that activation everywhere from an individual like you to the work that's being done across the nonprofit sector, the way that communities are coming together to demand change, to say enough. Um, it's incredible. It's not only that, just this country either. It's happening. No, it's changed. It's changed the world. I mean, Maz talks all the time about all of the English football premiership games starting with all those teams taking knees to stamp out racism. Mm. On one hand, that's just an act. On the other hand, who has more power mm. than pro athletes? Yeah, I mean, every premiership football team, soccer team, they've got um, no place for racism as an extra badge on the, the arm of their jerseys. Mm -hmm. And for the first 12 games after the lockdown, um, when the, the English Premiership League started up again, every Premiership team had Black Lives Matter in place of their names on the back of the shirt. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the kind of thing where we, we may never know what a difference that made, but we know it's making a difference. And so to go, to go back to your work in Sioux Falls, um, Terry, what, what have been the, the transforming wins this year for hurdle life? Because Mm. clearly the mission, that mission shift has reactivated you. I can feel your passion in a whole new (laughs) way. Yeah. And I would have thought there was no way to better the best uh, when we talked last time. That's but a, I, I feel it. Point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll and I'll I'll share some of those wins for sure. I would like to add a little piece to um, the the reality of those soccer teams. Uh, what I'm going to call making noise. Mm. One, one of the things that I've realized in my own uh, study of change. And, you know, some people have an issue with protests. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has a different way of protesting. Some of us are protesting in boardrooms through our ability to create safe spaces and influence people that are high leveraged and high powered. Um, Other people are right on the front lines with with signs and bullhorns screaming, fight the power um, and, and, and other things like that. And people who are in the boardroom don't understand the value of the noise that's being made on the street. And sometimes the people that are um, making the noise on the street or on the field don't understand what's happening in the boardroom, but they complement each other and they're necessary Mm -hmm. because the person in the boardroom, uh, the reason they're called to that boardroom is because of the noise in the street. Hmm. The protester uh, purpose is to draw attention to the issue and then the then the the the, pro, the the advocate who is then an influencer in the boardroom it carries out the influencing the mind of the person who has decision making power and so we need protests we absolutely need people making noise we need people taking knees we need people posting and making noise that we would have something to discuss with the people of influence and power in those in those boardrooms. And so for me, I'm not always on the front line. I'm actually not much of a frontline protester. I've gotten out there a bit, but it's not really my style. It's not my strength. But I recognize the value of people making noise and shouting out, um, enough is enough. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Thanks for that. Um kind of encapsulation of both sides of this work, because you're right. Nobody can do this work, whether you're talking about racism or discrimination against addicts or whatever piece you are passionate about. Nobody can do that work by themselves Mm -hmm. or in isolation. It does require a whole systemic Mm. change. And what we know is that change is hard because someone in power has to give up either willingly or by force mm. some of their power. Mm. And most of us don't want to give up power. We kind of like the position that we have yeah. and it's very comfortable. So it's, can, it's a great reminder. I can tell you what's helping, um, what's helping us here in Sioux Falls in regards to like perspective is concerned. And that's this um, education on privilege. And the, the thing, the, the thing is, we all have privileges. It's not just white privilege. It's not just male privilege. Um, there's privileges from all different types of things. You know, there's things um, um, that I'm learning about. So, I had an interview um, about 
two weeks ago on this on this or this podcast called Mandate, and I was talking about my incarceration experience. And I said to them, my lived experience is what I have to loan. My lived experience is what I have to lend. You know, even when we talk about equity, equity traditionally was this financial term or housing term, and now we're understanding it to be more. Well, I'm realizing the word lending and loaning is something I'm able to do the same thing as well with, that this is not about lending and loaning money. Lending and loaning my lived experience as a valuable exchange of currency. And as this community, as our communities continue to diversify, you can have all the white male privilege in the world, but you don't relate to this diversifying world. And so the people with lived experience, with diverse uh, uh, experience sets, they can loan that privilege in the process while while you loan your privilege of access, finances, relationships. So let's share in our privileges. Mm, I like that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let's not tear each other down. Let's not be so uh, upset that this person inherited generational wealth and this person did not. This person didn't choose that family that they were born into. This person didn't choose the family they were born into. Let's meet each other with with compassion and empathy. Let's treat each other the way we would want to be treated. And let's share in our privileges. So what I have to lend and loan is my lived experience as a formerly incarcerated adult, as as a Black man in America, as a teen parent, right? Like, these are the things I have to loan and land. And I just think if we can, if we can marry each other with, with, with partnership um, and sharing our privileges, uh, that helps people to, 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 to lend some of that influence in that they have in, in traditional ways that we understand. It. Yes. I, um, wow. I, I just, I really so appreciate the way you think. And more importantly, Terry, I appreciate the way you articulate the way you think mm. because it's it's imperative for those of us who have different lived experiences that we find somebody who we can hear and connect to. Mm. Because otherwise you just do this. No. That's not my experience. I don't want to hear it. And so I really appreciate how you have figured out how to share your experience, your story, your challenge to other people, all those things. I, there's no, it's no surprise that you are successful in what you do. Yeah. So before we wrap up, because it is um, end of year and I would be remiss as a nonprofit leader not to give you the opportunity oh, sure. to talk to our audience what does hurdle life need and how can people find you yeah for sure and so i'll I'll talk a little too quickly about some of some of our wins this year you know when we got together in april of 2021 um we were either just starting the change program or about to start the change i think you had just started it and you know you talked about change earlier and i have the banner behind me and this program that we do stands for challenging historically accepted notions for greater expectations I mean, now that is a spirit that is a gift to everyone who learns it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it just says that no matter the conditions you were born into, you can believe bigger. We we will believe bigger with you, and we will do everything we can to surround you with the resources that you would accomplish your full potential and even beyond that. 
even beyond that, we, we, that's the type of confidence coaching we bring when we're working with our ACEs and justice impacted folk. And so we were able to finish the change program and impact 15 youth in our community last year. We had an amazing celebration. I'm so glad Curiel is here because without Curiel, this ship sinks. He is my right hand person from the very beginning in June 2020, right after the George Floyd incident. um, She, like me, has been uh, on contract, off contract, on contract, off contract. But it doesn't stop us from showing up. We don't show up because we're on contract. We show up because we care about community and we can relate to the people we are supporting. And we're here to be good neighbors we're here to be good community members we want to we want to go into the other side towards the end of our life and look back and know that we made a real difference in the lives of other people it'll it will never be about you know how much money you made in in, in your end of in your end of days that's not what you're going to be thinking about you're going to be thinking about the number of people you impacted you're going to be thinking about if you spent time with the people who matter to you the most and, and and this is what we get to do every day at, at the Hurdle Life Coaches, spend time with people that matter to us. And so, yeah, we completed that program. Um, we actually, Curio uh, helped to create a program called Fun Fridays, whereby when we're meeting that three times a week on classroom-based instruction, Curio um, and her personality and strengths really brought in a new program where we kind of lighten up a little bit on Fridays, do some more play therapy type of environments and I'm just so thankful to have the type of uh, leadership that says you're included to share and to help shape and to help form. So Curiel is more than just, you know, administrative support. Um, she also contributes in, in program creation. And we went and had a big party in July. We celebrated that. Uh, the community came out and we lifted up those 15 youth. And then we kept on going. We kept on going into the fall and preparing for this next year. Um, in 2022, we've been focusing on our young adults and adults. So we've been putting a lot of time into our getting launched program, which is a, is a change program, but it's for those that are 18 to 18 to 25. And so as we had a couple of our change youth graduates graduate high school, we were with them as they transitioned into college and transitioned into workforce. And we're still providing support to some of those change program graduates and then a new batch of young adults as well. And so we're talking with them about employment and and, uh, college and uh, budgeting and things like that. And then also our crisis care program, which is the one I described earlier, that's been keeping us pretty busy as well. And and it's a public safety thing. I mean, it it is hard work um, listening to the struggles of adults in transition, but it's meaningful work. And, you know, so we're supporting about seven adults with our crisis care program right now, helping them to get the things they need and coaching them along the way. I'm pleased to report that our team has grown by six. So we now have 11 board of director members. So when we were operating on just four people and and not enough uh, contribution, that no longer is the case. We've diversified our board. I'm proud to report we got five African-American men on that board. That is uncanny in this environment and it speaks to who we're attracting and the type of how we distinguish ourselves and so we grew our board um we did a lot of work on culture uh i'm stronger you you talked about the the mentorship session i had with you uh dana and 
I'm just so thankful to be surrounded with great mentors, great donors, uh, a great team. Uh, and we've been busy this year in 2022. Yeah, no time to breathe. And then let's not forget that homeschooling component. So <laughs> you got a lot on your plate, sir. Yeah. Well, both of you, both of you have a lot on your plates. Okay, so to wrap this up, yeah. if somebody is listening and thinks, oh my gosh, I got to support this work. How do they get to you, Terry? All right, Kirio, what do you think? Let's give it to Kirio to bring us home. Okay, you can find us um, at our website, thehurtlelifecoachfoundation.com, and you can donate there, or you can also donate on our Facebook page. We have a running campaign right now, the Hurdle Life Coach Foundation as well on Facebook. The link is in the notes for our conversation today. Um, really, I can hardly think of anything that matters more than the ability to reach people one person at yeah. a time, one kid at a time, one community at a time. Yeah. None of this work can be done at the federal level down. That's important. We need federal legislation that supports this work, but this is grassroots work. Yeah, This is work that happens when one person tells a story that activates other people and that ripple just grows and grows and grows. So um, if you have the opportunity to support this work, Maz and I support this work. Mm -hmm. We think it's so important. And if you think it's important, get some support down to Terry and Kiriel and, you know, let them, let them know that you hear them, you see them, and you are part of that community too. Wow. Thank you so much for, for standing with us and sharing your platform with us. We're working on our end of the year report coming out soon. We did uh, produce our very first mid-year report that we we're excited about that. Um, and so, you know, we're doing a better job of, of making sure our donors know exactly how their dollars are going to work. And so, yeah, we're proud down here and just happy to keep, keep doing the work. Well, we well, wish fantastic. you the best of luck. We're thrilled to hear that things are not just maintaining, but growing. Yeah. And um, we're here for you if there's anything else we can do. So fantastic to see you both. Yes, great so, to see you both. Uh, the one thing I was going to say was if, if, if people are... Uh, moved by my education services. Always know that I'm an option as well to come to a conference or oh, yeah. anything like that as well. That certainly helps us to continue to generate income as well when I'm able to provide some of our education and awareness services as well. You can imagine Terry's probably a pretty good speaker in person. He does pretty <laughs> darn well on a screen. Right. So yes, get to Hurdle Life Coach Foundation and figure out how you can activate them in your work, you in their work, and go from there. So great to see you both. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy end of 2022. Yeah, made it. Let's get to January and continue on. Thanks, Dana. Good to see Thank you. Miles. Good Thank to see you, you both. See you Everybody else, we will see you next week. Bye. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.